Anybody can start a company, but may not know where to begin. Join me, Stephen Beck, on my journey to uncover the tools needed to start your own business. Hear how founders started their establishment and expose their roadmap to success. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Business Breakdown with my guests this week, Jessica and Brandon Disfossises. Jessica and Brandon started their realtor careers within the past three years. Within that time frame, they've built a clientele base that refers strong leads, started flipping houses that led into a partnership, and a partnership that brought the opportunity to begin their own property management company while raising two kids. This is a great episode on how to capitalize on the opportunities that are within your market. I hope everyone enjoys. Jessica and Brandon Disfasas, welcome to the Business Breakdown. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, to get started with the podcast, let's dive into your guys' background on how you guys got started as a realtor with Smart, or excuse me, Home Smart Premier Realty. So I started first. Um, I was the, we were sitting in an inflatable hot tub one day and <laughs> Jessica said, you got to figure out your crap. And I said, all right. So <laughs> I uh, decided that real estate was what I was going to go into. And we, we saw, we, we both saw a gap in the, in the marketing here in town for, for realtors. And so we, um, I got started and licensed and it got, it, you know, it got busy super fast. And so Jessica joined me probably, I'd say six months, right? Mm-hmm. About six months after and just uh, hit the ground running and we're just pretty much rolling with the wind now for the last three years. So good times. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Especially you guys, <laughs> you know, being married and having a, getting to work day in, day out together. That's very rewarding. Yeah. For the most part. (laughs) I'd say it's super fun 95% of the time. (laughs) 5% of the time, it's not fun. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. But yeah, very rewarding. With some of the different services that you guys provide that are unique, just in comparison to like what maybe the competitors you guys have in your market, like what would you say are some of the different things that are unique? Um, I Honestly, I feel like when we first started, we were we kind of raised the bar in our market for marketing our clients homes. So like, for example, agents were still just like going and taking pictures on their cell phones and using that as, as the MLS listings. Whereas we started out with like professional photography and like thinking of different ways we could market people's homes, like pairing the listing with a giveaway, things like that. And um, so I think people saw us doing that as well as like virtual tours and it kind of has become more of the standard here. Um, But I, I think that when people choose us over different realtors, they get a different experience. Um, They know we're going to market their property well, and they know that we're not going to be like super stuffy luxury real estate agents. Like they know that we're going to take care of them and we're going to like have fun along the way, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, even with, you know, being a realtor, obviously, you're providing a service for your customer. And I think, at least from my experience, where some things can be missed or dropped is that you want to make sure that your client or me as the person selling my house is completely uh, up to speed, or at least on the same page with your realtor. And it's hard sometimes when they're so busy with some of the different 
poems that they're also representing feeling like the person that is representing you isn't being completely transparent can you know sometimes put a bad taste in your mouth exactly yeah and it's those experiences that i feel like give all realtors a bad reputation and so we work really hard to be super transparent like if we walk in a house with a client and we think the house sucks we're like this house sucks you shouldn't buy it if you don't want it yeah (laughs) yeah Well, do you ever, when it comes to someone listing their house, do you have any recommendations for like maybe organization or cleaning things up to where it looks maybe decluttered or provides a better atmosphere? Oh yeah. We'll always walk through and, and tell the sellers like our honest opinion. It gets really hard when people's houses smell because people don't realize their houses smell, you know, Yeah. but that's a big one when people are looking at houses, if it smells, it's like a big turnoff. So that's always kind of touchy. Like you don't want to offend anybody, but there mm-hmm. are definitely ways that you can like tactfully go about it. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, with what did your guys' goals look like when you guys acquired the Emeritus 2020 top agent because obviously you guys are very successful and I just wonder what at least for the year to be able to make sure you're achieving your goals to acquire an a uh, uh, an award of that nature. Um, I don't really know. Jessica like makes jokes about what our goals are, but we really don't have <laughs> we really don't have goal. Like our goal was at first to be like someone like i don't even say would say i mean we were just happy to be like in real estate and having some sales yeah um, we i mean really i i don't really think we ever go through it we're like i want to make this much money or i make yeah I we never make... we never really put like a number on it like we want to make well actually one year i did jokingly say i want to make x amount and then we ended up making that x amount that year <laughs> but I mean we were kind of joking about it because it kind of seemed like so far-fetched but maybe even just like speaking it into existence kind of like put it in our heads so as far as top agent I mean I that's not that's not obviously like I don't that doesn't that's not our main goal I mean our main goal is obviously to stay busy in real estate and you know have clients refer us over and over um that's the main goal and then obviously the the top agent stays with that if you treat people right yeah you'll you'll get the business we we really just focus on like our clients our past clients and our current clients and making sure they're happy and we just trust that it's going to keep happening for us yeah we make sure to not get get complacent and um you know my, my mentality is every time i have a every time something goes under contract not even close just goes under contract that's now that's no longer a sell that's, that's something that's done obviously there's still things that have to happen but that's no longer a sell i have to now go get you know two or three more buyers or sellers you know like I, that's the way i work and I, I don't i don't ever get complacent it's very hard for me to just chill yeah so. yeah that's awesome um with some of the different strategies you guys use on social media to gain exposure in the market, what are, what are some of the different things that you utilize? Because obviously you guys are making videos, you have a variety of different types of posts, whether mm-hmm. it be educational or, you know, using the different connections that you guys have. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think you guys do a really good job on your social media platforms and, you know, being able to just maybe listen in on what you guys are doing different than what maybe the, industry standard or just what the market's doing as a whole Mm -hmm. yeah well first of all thank you because i spend a lot of time and energy thinking about 
mostly our Instagram. I've been focusing mostly on Instagram because I would say mm-hmm. 80% of our clients come from Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook is a pretty close second and then referrals. So yeah. pr- I'd say pretty much all of our clients are from Instagram or from social media in general. So I spent a lot of time thinking about that. And I really just try to think about like our target audience who like, who is it that we want to work with and how can I bring value to that person mm-hmm. or keep them entertained or teach them something. So I pretty much tailor it around that person. And I've noticed a lot of other realtors, their whole Instagram is just a bunch of random houses of like, just listed, just sold under contract. And it's like, okay, you're doing something, but nobody really cares, you know? Yeah. You got to make it interesting for people and they need to find value in it. Yeah. No, I I just think, sometimes that can be hard even if in my field when I market um I'm the primary marketer when it comes to the different posts and things on the actual pages but sometimes it's hard whether you get busy doing with other parts of the business because you wear so many hats Mm -hmm. whether it's just actually creating a post or something that can be you know extremely engaging I just know can be very challenging at times so yeah yeah, like I said you guys do a really good job thank you it is it is pretty time consuming but I think I've I've um, grown to realize that it you don't really need to go out of your way to have good valuable content if you're if you're doing a good job like at your job day in and day, day out you should just be able to like take a video or a photo of what you're already doing and just write up a quick paragraph about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's like, awesome. You know, like anytime anytime Jessica's doing any type of DIY, she just films it. Yeah, which is things that I'd be doing anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys brought that up because I wanted to ask you a question. Like, when did you get into DIY and, you know, how has that impacted you guys as a whole? It's honestly kind of a new thing. What's a new thing? Yes. Right when I started doing a flip, Jessica thought she needed to go right into DIY. But it's perfect because it honestly goes along with our target audience. Our target audience enjoys watching those types of things and they want like cheap awesome cool easy ideas for their own houses too yeah yeah. so i thought i mean that's stuff that i'm already interested in so i'm like well why don't i just finally get into that film it and kill two birds with one stone you know yeah yeah Yeah, definitely you you have some pretty cool videos of some some of the stuff that you utilize and it's high quality you know it looks really good it's not this cheapo you know something that you're buying that doesn't look authentic authentic you know yeah yeah that makes sense yeah Yeah. of course well like um yeah um when you guys got into the whole home flip renovations um you know when you added that into your business what did that look like how did you finally come to the conclusion like oh this might be advantageous for us to you know try out well uh i've always wanted to do one i just was a little scared i'm like oh, i don't want to buy another house i can't own another house yeah it was kind of intimidating at first um but it's it's not as i mean the hardest part is coming up with the money up front if you if you have to find that and then other than that uh you know it's if you have some type of um idea of what uh what you're looking at for um uh construction wise i mean you kind of can have an idea to start out and then, you know, it's, it's just, it's, I don't know how to explain why we, why we went with this, the first one. I felt like it was just too good of a deal. We just couldn't It was, it we got a really good deal. It wasn't on the market. We got it from 
well, we heard of it from this guy that does exterior work that we work with quite often. And he does flips as well. And he just was too busy for it. And so mm-hmm. it kind of like opened our eyes to it. Like, oh, well, he he's been doing this for a while and he thinks it's a good flip. So like, we'll be open to it and look into it more. And it, we got a killer deal on it. Yeah, it was a good deal. And we, we, I lined up my contractors and we, we went for it. I mean, I, I spent a lot of money on stupid things that I didn't need to really spend money on, but it was a good learning lesson. And it was, I mean, it was almost too good to be true on, on the deal. Yeah, so. It was. so now yeah. I'm always looking for any type of deal. I've got a cash guy that just does the loan for us. And we, uh, any type of deal, I, I, I'll take it if it, if the numbers make sense, you know? So that one kind of opened our eyes up, up to being open to a bunch of different ways we could do it. So that one we bought by ourselves. And yeah. the next one, which is which was nice because we kept all the profits from it, but it was a lot of extra work for Brandon and, and a lot of extra risk. A lot of extra risk. We took mm-hmm. a we took a lot more liability. And so for the next two, we bought with partners. And I feel like that's working really well for us because the people that we partnered with already have contractors and these people that work for them uh like normally. And so we kind of are able to just tap in to their business that's already running, but now we're a part of it too, without really doing any extra work other than finding the house yeah. and buying it and then marketing it when it's done. Yeah. Utilizing the resources that they've already acquired. Yeah. That's huge. Right. And like you said, it takes yeah. the liability off of you and you know, someone that's already navigating that space, being able to learn off them as well, whether that be somewhat of mentorship or, you know, having a partnership where they're providing financing or something of that nature. I mean, only is a benefit to you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's one that there's no way we could have done it without our partner. Cause it's like a total, I mean, it's like a ground up build. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just another thing that I'm always interested in. And it's, uh, it's a, it's a really fast return compared to other returns for how much money you put mm-hmm. into it. Like, yeah, you get the money back really fast, especially so, in this market, in this market. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many homes have you guys flipped now? We're on three, right? We're okay. On, three. Well, if you include the one we're living in, it's four. four. Yeah. So, and we're closing on, closing on one in may and then i don't know when the other one's gonna close we gotta we've, get that That's we've 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 only done one where we've flipped it and closed it and it's said and done so we've got three in progress nice yeah that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, when you guys are looking for homes that you are potentially interested in purchasing to do a flip in, what do you look for? Um, biggest thing is, and it, this is, I mean, there's a lot of things you look for. But the basics are: is it going to be sound? Am I going to walk into a money pit? You know, um, mm-hmm. like is my foundation completely crumbling? If your foundation's solid, you almost always can fix fix the rest of it. Um, if your foundation's good, great. You look, then you look at the, the next expensive thing, which is going to be exterior siding or roof, right? Those are two major things. Um, mm-hmm. if those things are in good shape or if they're not in good shape, just depends on the deal. Cause you can totally replace those. Um, and then you look at the smaller things like electrical plumbing, all that. Do you, can I take this wall out here? You know, X, Y, Z on that. So the, the number one thing you look at when, well, the number one thing I look at when I'm about to buy a house for a flip is location and if the foundation's in good shape other than that 
Because those those two things you really can't change, and those are like yeah. so important. Like if you have to fix a foundation, you're thirty to forty grand minimum. So it's yeah. like you're just you can't do it. You know. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. That's... Well, that was actually going to lead into my next question: is like, what does your breakdown for your budget look like when forecasting? You know, expenses for remodeling. But I think you answered that to an extent to where you're yeah, saying so, like, I mean, pretty much, give or take, with the standard size home with a normal flip. So a normal flip is it's dirty. You've got to clean it up. You've got to rip some stuff out. You've got to put some walls in. You need to do some some minor electrical work, some minor plumbing work, stuff like that. I mean, that most of the time is right around 35K, give or take, is, is mm-hmm. the money amount. that I, It's about the same. So, And out of curiosity, if you don't mind me asking, when you guys go to put money down to be able to purchase the house that you're mm-hmm. flipping, are you guys putting down like roughly 2025 20, 20, 25% or what does that look like? Yeah. So that's what the other reason we got partners is because, um, our, our, we have a guy that does hard money. And so he, he loans us that money, but we have to come in with 20%. Um, and a lot of time he'll fund, he'll fund the construction part of it. It makes it, if you're buying a hundred thousand dollar house and it's $60,000 in, in fixes and it's a $160,000 loan. And yes, we do have to come in with 20% of that. Um, and so that's why partners are nice too, because then you'd only, you only have to come in with 10% versus 20. Um, and it's, you know, your return, if your general return, if you can get a house that's, you know, 60 to 70%, um, of what its market value is, that's where you can make that money. So yeah. Make up the difference. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, with you guys utilizing a variety of different subcontractors, how do you handle that on like a regular basis? Obviously you partnered up with this other individual that mm-hmm. has a variety of contractors as a whole, it sounds like, but mm-hmm. um, when it comes to managing maybe the responsibilities or things needed to get done on the flip that you're doing. Um, so it, it is hard, especially right now because everyone's so busy. So like it, it's honestly hard to keep a good schedule. Um, what I did, what we have is we have, so the one I was all kind of all over the place with um, the first flip, I kind of just had people coming and going, but being in real estate, I've already had lots of electricians I've dealt with and I've, you know, I've come to some that I really like. And also same thing with plumbers. Um, And so I had those guys lined up already for the work that needed to be done. Um, The hardest part is finding like either a handyman or a construction guy that is willing to do most of the work. Um, And so it took me a minute to find that, um, so I would say the first one was pretty challenging. Um, this, before we bought the other two, we had people lined up already. So I, I haven't, I don't even know. It's been super easy. The last couple, last two, like, I don't even have to do anything. I just have to yeah, make sure they stay awesome. on track. So, well, out of curiosity, are you considered the general contractor or is your partner that you work with the general contractor? Uh, the two partners that I've got now, are, I would say they're more the generals and I'm just kind of, kind of there obviously helping. Um, yeah, but there's not really a general just because one of them is just too easy to even need a general. Um, and yeah. then the other one, he is totally, he would definitely be the general on that. Cause he, I mean, he had to go through and remap it and re redesign the entire house. So yeah. 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 And the reason I ask is cause like you guys mentioned previously, taking off a huge load of the liability for yourselves, if you yeah. already have these contractors, that you're partnered with that have all the proper insurance coverages to be able to, you know, handle not only that part of the liability, but also if you're going to bring on, you know, subcontractors and things of that nature. I mean, that's just, that's huge. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. 
um, for the increase in the cost of material, you know, as of right now, yep. how has that played a part for your guys's, you know, remodeling of the homes? Um, it hasn't yet. Luckily, everything we've got going on is, um, um, I would say all the wood that we've gotten a little bit before. I mean, we spent a lot of money on, on trusses, but it hasn't affected us too much. We haven't gone over budget yet. Um, I'm sure it will. Though. At some point it'll go over budget. I'm but sure we, at some point it'll, it'll put us like way behind schedule. Yeah. Luckily, none of it, none of it has really affected us in terms of like, oh, wow, we're $10,000 over budget. We're, we're yeah. okay there. Um, yeah. The hardest part right now is delay, delay time, like appliances and tile and whatever like you need is just half the time if you have to order it, it just takes forever to get so um that's that's i'd say that's the thing that's affected us the most is just time frame versus the the price because we're not building like even the house we're putting from the ground up i mean we use two by fours and trusses but i mean we didn't have to use any osb sheeting or anything like that yet so um you know it's not too not too crazy i don't know yeah you never know what, what it's going to come up as but yeah. yeah the market's a little hectic right now at least in my neck of the woods um even for the dollar per square footage depending on the contractor that you're talking with and obviously the quality of home that's being built but we're seeing roughly an average and it fluctuates but like 215 dollars per square foot yeah you know and mm-hmm. i mean that's a significant increase from the average used to be roughly around 150 again yep. depending on the quality of home but it's just crazy yep. the amount the cost of material has gone up mm-hmm. i'm actually surprised it's not more expensive where you live yeah because i feel and, like pocatello has caught up to that surprisingly yeah well and it really just depends some contractors will say it is more and uh-huh. you know as mentioned it really just does depend on the quality of home being built but it's just a really because we're almost in like i want to say a bubble to an extent you don't you don't know exactly it just depends on the actual ability to get all that material and then to be able to finish the job. Kind of like what you're saying with, you know, there being there a lack of. Yeah. Yeah. You never know what things are going to do. So. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask, do you guys, if you could share maybe a breakthrough moment that you guys have had in your business where you're like, Oh my gosh, this is actually going to work out. Or, you know, maybe it just generates that much more, um, uh, exposure for you going, wow, we actually might love this. Like, let's continue going down this road, if that makes sense. Oh, wow. I feel like we have a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. Because especially like in real estate or really any commission job, it's scary, especially when you quit your super secure hourly paycheck job and like jump into the total unknown, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah. you never know if it's going to work out or like you know, your first six months is really great, but what if it just totally tanks after that, you know? So I feel like when I joined Brandon, that was kind of like an aha moment. Like we kept, we kept getting momentum and doing really well. And then another one for me was when, um, Brandon and a local builder decided to build an apartment complex that's almost completed now. But, um, that was like an aha moment for me. Like, oh my gosh, you don't have to like absolutely kill yourself to make a decent living or like make things happen. Like that was like something that totally fell in our laps and we 
partnered with the builder and found the land and found some investors. And that was like our whole part in it. And it's, and it seemed like from the outside, it seemed like that should have been a lot harder for us to get into and make happen, but it really wasn't that hard. Yeah, that's awesome. With you acquiring partners or investors, excuse me, um, was that just based off of the connections that you guys already had? Or if you don't mind me asking, what was your way about going about finding, you know, investors for that? So um, the the way I, I mean, I did what 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 I kind of did was this hit up the people that I knew were were multifamily investors, number one. And, mm-hmm. and that actually got us a few buyers right there. Um, but, but for a while you were talking to some investors out of town that were just like, wanted um, by the whole thing. That, that yeah. Were like hard monitors. Yeah. Right. Are you talking, are we talking about the lending part? Or are we talking about the buying part? Oh, I, I was both. saying, yeah, I guess both really. Okay. So we did get private money to fund it. And then we did, so once I, once we funded the land, then I, I started marketing to, you know, people and I'm like, Hey, these are, this is going to be the price. Do you want them? You know? And so pretty much people, we hit up so many people and, and finally it just started caught wind and we we were able to roll fast with it. So it really was like our connections that we already had for that. Yeah. I mean, it it was the builder had a few connections. I had uh, one, I mean, my, my one main guy that was connection, he bought, five of the nine so yeah but what I thought was like really an amazing uh discovery for me was like we didn't we had no idea how to build an apartment complex or like how to get started with that but this builder just decided he wanted to partner with us and he obviously knows what he's doing and so we just kind of like did what he needed us to do you know Mm -hmm. and it and it happened and it worked out so it it kind of really is just about like the connections that you have you've got a network You've got to pick people's brains and see, you know, how you can benefit them, how they can benefit you. But it really is cool. Like that was a really cool moment for me of like, wow, it doesn't have to be as hard as I thought it was. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes you don't have to do everything, you know, it can be divvied out as far as the responsibilities. And like you were saying, your name as a whole within the community that you're operating in, it plays a huge part because if people see you as, um, you know, thriving in the industry or an educator or, you know, someone that actually knows information in regards to what you're doing, you know, only helps you that much more. Yeah, totally. It all ties together. Yeah, definitely. Well, on the other spectrum of that, do you guys have maybe a story of a failure that you've had to overcome or just a time of adversity? Because it's easy to talk about all the things that, you know, you've succeeded in and you're, you know, it looks like you're hitting home runs and things like that. But maybe something where it's like, okay, this is where it, it got really hard. And this is where we had to, you know, overcome maybe a specific situation if you have anything to share. Oh, yeah, totally. And I feel like you're right. Like just just as many uh, wins as we have, we probably have just as many fails too. you know, like all the time I'll have somebody contact me saying, Hey, we'd like to list our house with you. And then a couple weeks down the, down the road, I see my owner on Zillow and I'm like, Oh Mm -hmm. shoot, I didn't follow up with that person. Or like, you know, like, did they not like us or why did they list it? without it you know it that's kind of always like a gut check so you take a step back and like kind of reevaluate yourself and see 
you know, what you could have done better. But I normally always reach out to those people and say, hey, is there a reason you don't want to list with us or whatever? Um, but yeah, that's always that always feels like a a little bit of a failure there. Um, I'd have to Brandon had to go grab the baby because he woke up. Well, let me think. Oh, OK. Let me I'm sure I'm sure he has a really good one. Okay, well, we can always come back to that question. Um, And my next question to follow up on that was just going to be if you could touch on um, how, you know, property management will play a role in your guys' business for the foreseeable future. Oh, yeah, totally. So so we're just barely getting started on that, too, because we will not have managed anything until this first apartment closes next week. So our, our apartment complex is nine fourplexes and so each building is getting done like at different times so we're closing on them as they get finished and then we'll fill them obviously as they get finished so um we've got our our uh management company set up we've got two employees that we'll be working with um and then like i was telling you earlier we're also looking at this other tenplex unit that we can't just not but I'm really excited about that because the market it's so crazy right now and you can never unless you have a crystal ball you never know what's going to happen in the future and like we were talking about commission-based job it's always a gamble and so I'm excited to start this this management company because it it's going to be a a steady income Mm -hmm. that we that we know we'll we'll always have every month versus like like I like now we know what's coming in in the next two or three months, but in the next six months, we have no idea what our income is going to be, you know? Yeah. Well, it, it helps you diversify. And then like totally. you were saying, creates stability, you know, right. within the realm of what you guys are specializing in. But I bring that up. I don't know if you guys plan to continue then to grow that book as well, as far as for the whole property management side. But I think that's really smart since you're already in that field. I mean, you might as well just capture more of the market. Right. It just makes sense to kind of sidestep into that as well. Yeah. Well, it's just crazy even hearing your story, how you guys started out. It's like, oh, well, let's get into real estate. You know, we'll Mm -hmm. we'll become realtors. And then it's like, you know, one opportunity after another presented it presented itself and you guys just decided to capitalize on it it's just like you're saying you can't have a crystal ball but if you can at least see a good opportunity when one presents itself and then you being able to take an action to move forward on that opportunity that's huge right yeah and I feel like that's pretty much what we've been doing is you know living it day by day and when when an opportunity comes along that we think sounds good we look into it and if it feels right we just go for it that's one thing Brad and I Brad and I um, do is we don't think about something for too long we don't get into like analysis paralysis we're we yeah. look, we look at the basics and we're like okay if it if it makes sense on paper and it feels good let's just do it and see how it goes yeah and That's it's awesome. worked out well for us so far mm-hmm. well, yeah i was gonna say with you guys being so busy and having so many projects how do you guys utilize time management because between being realtors, you know, flipping houses, getting into the whole property management. You guys, of course, have two kids. I mean, you guys have a lot going on. We do have a lot going on. And this has been a really good lesson for me to learn because I used to be very, very much, um, I want to do it myself. I want to know every single, like every single detail that's happening. I want to know where every single sale is and I want to know the exact dates and all that. And I have learned 
that I cannot personally control everything that goes on. We've got to delegate responsibilities, which is why I'm really glad that we've partnered with people on the flips. Like I said, cause they're doing all the work. Imagine if we were trying to do all the work on these flips ourselves and, and be mom and dad and work with clients and start this management company. It would like, we wouldn't be able to do it. We'd be able to have one flip and that's all we would be able to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was a good lesson for me to learn is to let other people have control also. So we've, we've um, hired Brandon's sister to do real estate with us. She's our, our transaction coordinator and buying agent. And then, like I said, we've got the two ladies that will be helping us with the management company. And then we've got these teams of people helping on the flips. So that's really the way that we've been able to survive through all of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. help and accept help. Yeah, no, that's great. With you guys being so, you know, active in the community, what has been maybe the most rewarding way you have been able to give back to the community? Um, I have loved doing every Christmas. We've been doing um, the fundraiser for the kids in foster care. So let's see, last, last year we sponsored five kids in foster care. And then this year we were able to sponsor seven kids care um we just get like a list of they they can't tell you like names or ages or anything but we get a list of kids like it's a boy age 10 and this is what he'd like for christmas and so we've been able to sponsor let's see last year did we do 10 or 7 i think we did 7 last year and this year we're planning on doing 10 but it's really fun for us cuz we adopted our daughter out of foster care and when she was in foster care the state sent us a check to buy her Christmas presents, but the check was like $35. So Mm -hmm. it's like, if, unless these kids get sponsored by somebody, they don't have like a great Christmas, you know? And of course, like Christmas presents, it's not going to, it's not going to completely change their life, but it's going to make them feel special on a day where they need to feel loved and special, you know? So that's a, that's a really important thing to us that we've been able to do every year is to, to maybe help them have a, I, I, it's all, it's always my goal to make it the best Christmas that they've ever had. Like last Christmas, the first Christmas we did it, we got all the kids hoverboards, which I would have died for when I was a kid. (laughs) And I wish that we could like see their reactions, but we can't, but we just, we just hope that it's enough to make them happy. But like last year we got a kid an iPad, like we've been able to get really nice things for these kids. So that's been like really fun and rewarding for us. Yeah, that's outstanding. I mean, what a great way to give back to the community and Um, you know, just to get involved. I mean, I think that's always a thing that I look at when it comes to, you know, people giving back to you. What's a way you can give back as well. And obviously, you know, it reflects well on yourself, but it just, like you're saying, it just feels good. Like it, you know, puts a smile on your own face by being able to, you know, help support people in that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what was the full question again? So I can Yeah, so the full part. question that I was asking Jessica was what's maybe a failure, like a memorable failure that you've had, or maybe a time of ad- adversity that was hard to overcome? Because the question before we talked about all the different, you know, maybe successes or rememberable uh, uh, breakthroughs that you've had, but yeah. I wanted to swing it to the other side where it's like instead of it making it look like you guys have just been hitting home runs every time, there's obviously times where it's like you do deal with adversity and it can, you know, it can be tough. And it's just I was interested to hear if you had maybe a, a memorable story. I on, I have one. Okay, what is it? And then Brandon can have more time to think. When we first started, we 
were the youngest ones in the industry and we like came out swinging and the older agents or the agents that like are more seasoned than us, I think felt super threatened and honestly like hated us and gave us like a really hard time. Like we kept getting turned into the real estate commission. Like people were really trying to get us in trouble and just coming after us. Like it was like kind of relentless and in this industry, like you kind of just have to like play nice with people because you're going to eventually have to work with everybody. So we just like kind of sat there and took it <laughs> and like made it through it. But it was like really hard to make it through that without coming out like super bitter towards people, you know, like now it's like, we're fine. We'll work. We can work well with anybody. And you know, disregard whatever was said about us. But at the time that was really hard to think about like, oh my gosh, we, are we going to do this the rest of our lives and like have to deal with this issue forever mm -hmm. of like people just coming after us, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's really tough. I mean, you know, obviously entering any new field, it, it takes time to get established, but like you were saying, um, it sounds like you guys coming out of the gate were having a lot of success, and it's hard when people that are, you know, uh, tenured in that arena, you know, then look down upon you due to your, whether it be success or the different things that you're applying into the market that maybe they're not familiarized with. So I, I can totally see how that would be something that would be hard to overcome. Right. And all we were really trying to do was like focus on our clients and like, literally trying to keep food on the table and then all these people are like just hitting on us, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I don't have time to think. Okay. Tell us and I still can't think of anything. Here's the deal. <laughs> Here's the deal. Brandon just lets things roll off his shoulder. He doesn't like... like nothing hurts me, but <laughs> yeah, but we but, have a lot of failures. Uh, I feel like for me, like, I haven't had one failure that's like, ah, oh, that just crushed me, you know. I feel like for me, I, I deal with, like, like Jessica, for the most part now, is not involved on the client side. She side. And so I deal with, like, all of the relationships in terms of, like, the clients and sellers and all that stuff. And, I mean, it's just, like, it's just a whirlwind of you just can't take something to heart. Like, you literally, like, that's why it's hard for me to, like, think of something because sales fall through, people get pissed. Um, I mean, it's a very emotional process. And so, and failures are just like part of failures are life. part of everyday. Like, I mean, <laughs> a failure to me is I, we, we lost out on an offer. Right. And so like things like that, that I mean, happens every day. literally every day at this point. So it's just <laughs> like, it's, it's, I don't know. I haven't had anything where I'm like, Oh, that really crushed me, but I'll have to think about it more. But I don't think there's anything that's like, Oh, I have to step back and think about what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. But like you you're know? saying, you live, you learn. Right. So, I mean, any failure yeah, you mean, have, if you, you know, if you don't learn from that failure, then that might be something of your mistake. But with all the failures that you have, if you're correcting or adjusting or trying mm -hmm. to learn from that, I mean, that right there is just yeah. the aspect of getting to a point of, you know, success really. Yeah. Well, we, we, you know, when you lose out on offers so many times, you kind of learn what you need to do to make it work. And that's, I'd say that's something, but yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a very, you gotta have tough skin, thick skin in this industry. So it's hard. like Jessica definitely does not have as thick a skin as me. And so like things really get to her, like, yeah. and she harbors them and I'm just kind of like, whatever. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely that's not all, wind, all day, every day. Yeah. If it was, if it was all wind every day, we would be, 
we would be living in California if it was win- all winds all day. <laughs> no, we, we uh, it, I mean, I, I swear to you, we, I probably write three or four offers a week and I, I might get one accepted. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of, a lot of, uh, what's the word? Of, uh, well, there's a lot of, and sorry, we didn't get it. So it's, it's a yeah, little sad. It's all right. When especially being commission based, I'm sure you guys deal with this as well. Is that there's a lot of work in the front end to be able to acquire the benefits on the back end, right? So yeah. you really have to put in that hard work to then see or acquire um, the successes, right? Well, like so, for example, our apartments are two, almost two and a half years in the making, and yeah, that's our biggest deal we've ever done by far. But it's two and a half years, so you divide that up. It's like, oh, okay, you know. It's like it's not that it's not ridiculous when you look at it that way. Yeah, yeah. So. It's obviously not they're not gonna be finished overnight kind of a situation. Well, Jessica and Brandon, I appreciate you guys jumping on and doing an episode with me. I think yeah. there was a lot that you guys talked about that people can take away and benefit from. So I appreciate you guys just sharing your story. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, it was a good time. Sorry, I had to run away for a second. I had too many calls coming in, so. Yeah, no worries. Well, thank you so much, and thank you, everyone, for jumping on and enjoying the business breakdown. Thank you, Steven. (laughs) See you. Yeah, see you guys. Thank you so much. See you.